everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. This is our Southridge member podcast, helping giving people the inside scoop on the life of our church. And uh, I'm excited today because I've got a cool kind of COVID story that I've wanted to share for some time and finally been able to kind of land a conversation with Shane Ritzma. So Shane, say hi to everyone for starters. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, tell us what's going on in your life right now, because this is kind of a, an out-of-the-box podcast recording. Obviously, we're remote, but right now you're really remote. Where are you? Yeah, up north at the cottage, finally spending some time with uh, the family getting away from work and the craziness of life. It's, I was just telling Jeff, it's been a long time coming, and uh, it feels good to to step out and uh, just have that good family time. So. Um, yeah, up north of the cottage, just uh, enjoying the sunshine and the water right now. That's fantastic. It was it was too crazy for us to kind of find a time while Shane was at work. And so he said, hey, it's way easier if while I'm up at the cottage, we do this. And so really appreciate your generosity in that sense, Shane. And uh, especially uh, Michelle's grace to give you a half an hour or so to, to, to talk with us. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, she's doing fine. tell us Don't a little worry. bit. She, she's just sitting outside. Good. Um, just introduce yeah. yourself to everyone. I mean, we've got people from across our locations who might not be familiar with you. Uh, so talk a little bit about yourself and your family background, things like that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, my wife and I, Michelle, um, we have four kids. Uh, Mason's 13. Leah is 11. Allison is almost nine, I think. And, uh, Tice is five. Um, yeah, we've been coming to Southridge, I think for almost 13 years, um, grew up in a Christian home. Um, and yeah, so we've been connected at Southridge now for quite some time in many different ways, life groups, uh, worship leading, um, riot. Um, so yeah, all, all of us are involved to some capacity and, uh, we've been loving it so far. So do you remember back 13 years ago how you ended up at Southridge? Yeah, actually, I had to think about that because uh, our old church, we just decided that it wasn't really a church we wanted to raise our kids in. And it was, at the time, friends uh, named Bernie and Edith Bolt said, Shane, you got to come check out this church we're attending. And uh, that's actually how we showed up. We said, hey, let's check it out. Let's go to Lifeline. And we got plugged in. And uh, yeah. There's no looking back. So amazing for those of us in our St. Catherine's location. Obviously, Shane and his family are fixtures. Uh, but the you know from the other locations, you may not be as familiar. Talk a little bit about what you're enjoying the most about our church these days, knowing that things are awfully precarious right now when it comes to the world and certainly how how you know people are experiencing Southridge these days. Yeah, you know what? I think for our family, it it was nice to slow the pace down um, just because it, I mean, life at church, when you go to church is very busy for our family, but it was good to just sit with our family and have a relaxed Sunday morning and just still take it in um, mostly the same way that we would when we, when we go to the actual facility. And it's, it was great for us to slow down you know, have a cup of coffee, sit on the couch in our pajamas or whatever, and just crank the music up loud and worship. 
and uh it was yeah it was nice just to to do it differently and still get everything out of it i mean you lose that community but there's there's different ways to to get that feeling and that sense as well so um yeah just mainly just a slow down time for our family to enjoy sunday mornings together hmm. it's funny that you say that um just the other day becky and i were taking in a service together and you know having worked at southridge for so long like we never sit together on sundays and yeah. even just <laughs> no that kidding. shift has been kind of cool just to to be attenders together again and uh so you know i i, I I'm excited for us to be able to get back into in-person gatherings at some point, like I'm sure you are, but there, there are things to enjoy during the, the slower season of the COVID pandemic for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely are silver linings and that's, that's been one for our family. Just, just slowing down, like travel baseball would have occupied so many weekends and nights and that's not happening. And it's a blessing because the stuff, the time that we've been able to spend as a family has just been, um, invaluable for us so it's been good fantastic hey uh it really is the covid stuff uh that i want to kind of dig into during this conversation with you uh so let's roll the tape back i know for me it was the wednesday before march break wednesday i think it was march 11th when all of a sudden i started to realize that life was about to change very drastically and quickly um but back then as you were hearing about the coronavirus and like can you talk about how you were processing that at first and how do you, how you felt just at a personal level yeah you know i'm i'm type i'm the type of personality that kind of takes things with a grain of salt and i don't get too fired up or riled up unless i really have to and that's kind of that was my approach at the time because i'm like oh yeah you know this Corona thing, it's kind of getting blown out of proportion and there's all these, everything, you know, the notifications on your phone every hour. I'm like, it's just social media blowing this thing up. And, uh, I was, to be quite honest, I was pretty lax about it because, uh, I thought, you know what, it's not really going to affect us a whole lot and how bad could it be? And, um, it turns out that, yeah, I was completely wrong. And, uh, <laughs> we, uh, it turned out to be a pretty serious thing. So, and I mean, that was kind of our mentality um, at home too. And, you know, even to, frankly, as a company, you know, no, this has gotten fine. It's good. It's, you know, we're going to get through it. And yeah, it was, it was crazy when it actually hit the fan. Um, yeah. Like you said, during March break, when people were going away and we said, yeah, we'll see you in a week. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next day they're like, Oh, well, March break's going to be extended because the kids aren't going back to school. And it's like, Oh wow, this thing is getting real and it's getting real in a hurry. So, yeah. When you, when you realize that you had underestimated things, uh, at what point did a faith muscle kick in and you start to sort of process this spiritually and, and when that kicked in, how were you starting to think about things? Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like it's, it's tough as a faith thing. I, I think because I mean, for me, my mindset and my, the way I, I routinely do things is I like life throws so much at you and you can't predict what's going to happen. And I've kind of lived in a, in a routine where I set myself up in the morning for the day, just knowing that, you know, like, yeah, as a, as a father of four and a business owner and stuff, you really don't know what the day will bring. 
And so that being said, even before COVID, you know, starting the day with prayer and, you know, Bible readings or whatever is pretty much what I do. But that sets my tone for whatever's going to happen that day, because I find if I don't have that, it's just, you know, you get rattled in a hurry and you need something to, to keep you grounded. And that's for me, that's um, that muscle probably got, uh, you know, more workout saying, hey, you know what, I need more of this. I can't miss this in the morning if I even, you know, how busy the day is like for me, I need that. So, yeah, that was definitely you know, I had to flex that muscle more to say, uh, be more disciplined, to be more intentional in the morning for that. And super encouraging for the rest of us listening, just uh, to hear another example of someone who, you know, when things are pretty steady and feel like they're going fine, you know, you're still conscious of your need to start your day in a certain way and anchor yourself spiritually for whatever God has for you that in a way prepares prepares you for you know such a time as this when all of a sudden you know things hit the fan and you realize whoa this is a, I've underestimated this but I've got the spiritual muscles working in a way where I can kind of navigate this spiritually together with God it's you never know when these kinds of things are going to get are, are going to hit and you can't really hunker down and prepare retroactively so that's uh, that's just great to hear that that that's been part of your your morning routine for so long. Way to go! Yeah, um, Shane. Early on in this, uh, things in your family started to get personal, and you you mentioned your company. Uh, talk a little bit about what you do for a living, and how your business was starting to be affected in those early days of COVID. Yeah. So. Um, for me, well, yeah, I've been a part of a greenhouse. Uh, my wife's parents started it back in 87 and we have a greenhouse in Niagara in the Lake of about 200 and some thousand square feet that we produce small potted plants for grocery chains. So big chains in Canada, big chains in the States. Um, we kind of call ourselves a plant factory because that's what we do. We, it's not, you know, one or two of these and three or four of that. Like when we produce plants, we produce you know, something like 50,000 a week, say, or something like that. So it's, it's, it's at a scale where, you know, you have to keep the machine moving. It's not just, Oh, we'll let these flower and we'll sell them eventually. Um, so I've been a part of that for 15 years and my role has been grower, um, and pretty much production management and the HR dealing with employees and a little bit of everything. I wear a lot of hats, but uh, mainly growing in the last number of years. So yeah, I've been there for 15 years. And uh, yeah, when this whole thing started, it was, uh, it was strictly, I'll talk personally first is, uh, you know, when the kids don't go back to school and you and your wife are working and, you know, you're trying to find childcare in the middle of a pandemic where, you know, things are changing by the hour, whether or not you should be, two feet up or two meters apart or masks or bubbles or like all these things are being thrown at you and you're trying to, you know, raise four kids that were in school full time and now you're supposed to work full time. So Michelle and I had, that was the biggest struggle initially was how do we work and run a business and teach our kids 
and you know and our kids go to beacon and beacon did a great job i'll give them props they threw a lot of work at the kids but as parents we were <laughs> i'll be quite honest we were struggling to to get through that and um that was that was definitely the first struggle of trying to figure out the balance of um family life and work and school and we didn't really have anybody to help at the time because my mom was teaching and online and then Michelle's parents were actually in the States at the time. And so they had to come back and quarantine and we made the decision that, you know, we're not going to really going to hang out as families and we're just going to kind of keep to ourselves. So yeah, that, that got really tricky for our family. Um, and it wasn't easy and you know, our kids are moving on to the next grade, but, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was hard. Um, and, and Shane, that's a great place to start because, and even as we talk about your company, for for most of us, you know this this upended our our circumstances of life, and I know yeah. especially for parents, the combination of figuring out how you were going to work from home or how you were going to keep working away and providing childcare, and then even if you were working from home, how you were going to shift from working to also basically homeschooling, especially if your kids are little, it's been a lot to navigate and home workspaces and all those details of, of circumstances like just that uh, has kind of thrown people's life. It's normalized a little now, but kind of thrown people's life into chaos at the, at the front end. And, and that was just the context of what you were facing as a business. Yeah, totally. And uh, you know, to even think like it was the family side was hard and we had actually just moved three weeks before this pandemic hit off the property of the greenhouse. So it would have made it easier if we would have stayed, but we, for certain reasons left and uh, just moved into North end St. Catherine. So it made our circumstances even trickier, but yeah, on the business side of things, um, you know, when this thing started, we, yeah, we relaxed. We thought, Oh, well, you know what? We got commitments from customers. This is going to go, it's going to be good. But then even customers that we have been servicing for 15 years or more, you know, last minute, oh, sorry, no, we got to cancel those uh, 20,000 cases that we're going to take for Easter. And, you know, and you start looking at that sales aspect of things, let alone um, the interruption of um, the health of the employees, too, because you all these employees are now wondering, is it safe to go to work? Um, so you lose employees during this. And it was, it was a nightmare. We were, we didn't want to hire new people because we didn't know where the people had been and we we're pulling family members in to help. And we were doing whatever we could just to get through the weeks. And honestly, it's kind of been like that since, <laughs> since March or April. And so it's, it's, you know what, as a family, we've really pulled together to, to get through this. And as a company and a team, we, you know, stuck together to try and just do our best and help each other. And even if it wasn't our job to do a certain thing, just to be a support. And uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit of a circus throughout uh, Easter and Mother's Day. So. Well, like you said, for, for a plant flower producer, I mean, that's kind of your high season. And yet coming out of March break, all of a sudden you're facing the reality that these orders are canceling and you're unable to sell or distribute these plants. So 
you know, tell the story because this is really the, the crux of our conversation and where, where God mm-hmm. feels like really showed up. Tell the story of kind of how you were navigating things at that point. Yeah, so I mean, as far as the sales go, we we deal with big chains um, throughout the U.S. And when you're dealing with throughout the U.S., you're dealing with multiple states that are all of a sudden governing their states in different ways, saying who's essential, who's non-essential. And that actually, I forgot to mention that, but that was actually one of our biggest concerns was that the government, uh, the provincial government of Ontario wouldn't deem flower producers um, essential because, you know, they're flowers. It's kind of a luxury thing. And uh, that was the scariest moment that week that we were going back and forth with uh, our we have a organization called Flowers Canada that lobbies the government for us. Um, but Flower Canada or flower producers are considered farmers. Um, and so we were able to be deemed essential. So we were able to stay in operation, um, which was a huge blessing. And but yeah, trying to get rid of the plants that we grew, it was um, it wasn't easy. So there were it was a mixed bag of what our customers were telling us. Some people stayed 100% committed during Easter. Other Others canceled every order. Others said, hey, we'll try and take 50%. Um, and yeah, I mean, trying to navigate that, trying to figure out what to do with it all. You know, we were left with tens of thousands of plants left over. And so, yeah, the, I guess the point of this conversation is what did we, what did we do with that? And what did we decide? And we decided rather than pay our employees to throw them in our manure spreader and throw them out in our field that we would, uh, we would try and do some good and spread some joy and, uh, just package them up like we normally would. And, uh, you know, spend a little bit more money to do that, but to also, you know, try and spread some joy. And at that time during Easter, it was for a lot of people, it was dark. Like everybody was so scared of leaving their house or, you know, it was, you know, a lot of people were not in a good place at that point in time. So it was, it was nice to be able to do that. How, how many plants uh, were, were you looking at or, or prepared to just give away? I think we really didn't know how many at first, but I think looking back, we were probably ready to give about 30,000 plants away, plus probably more. Um, but that being said was... We actually didn't know, you don't want to start packaging a lot more than you think you can give away too. So it was, it was one of those things where um, we thought, you know what, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And um, yeah, it was overwhelming. I mean, I can tell the story. I contacted Kelly Smalden from uh, Southridge. I said, listen, you know, we have some plants that we're not gonna be able to sell. We want to give them away. Can you throw something on social media? We don't want this to be, it wasn't about our greenhouse trying to get promotion because if you were in Niagara, you saw greenhouses throw up uh, stands everywhere to try and sell their product. It was a free-for-all. Um, everybody was doing whatever they could at whatever capacity, online orders, um, roadside stands, uh, deliveries. Like, it was crazy. So we thought, you know what, Let's. we don't want it to be about us, but we want to make sure that people know about it. So let's ask uh, Southridge and Kelly to, to try and put something together. And she did. And it was just, honestly, it was it was overwhelming. So, uh, yeah, we set up a one day plant giveaway blitz and, uh, yeah, the lineup of cars was down Stewart road and 
we started out by giving everybody, you know, a couple cases, so 30, 40 plants. Um, but there were so many people at the end that we had to kind of give a little bit less to people because there were so many people still coming in. So as the cars were pulling in, um, we, we had all of our employees just packaging plants. We pulled them off, whatever they were doing, just to keep up with the amount of cars that were pulling in the driveway to, to just come grab some stuff. Well, and you'd made these little like these little gift cards that went with the plants. I thought that was really cool because I hadn't, I hadn't seen this in social media. I hadn't kind of heard about the promotion. I just had a wife that said, I'm driving to Niagara on the Lake <laughs> yeah. or, you know, Stewart road. I'm, I'm going to get some free plants to give away to a bunch of people. And she comes back with this van full. I'm like, where did you, where did you get all this? Yeah. And she spent the better part of two days driving around to family and friends and, and putting these potted plants on, on their front porches. And then the, the funny part after, after a couple of days of this were, you know, times where we would show up at home and friends had dropped them off at our front porch. <laughs> yeah. thought, this is, this is, totally. this is getting wild. And so kind of our whole community and our whole sort of extended community that we rub shoulders with was kind of sharing Christ's love in this really dark time by kind of giving each other and and giving the people around us these these potted plants it was really quite spectacular and so I, i'm just curious shane as as this happened and it started to sort of overwhelm you with the the response describe kind of how you experienced god in all that yeah it was it's hard to even explain it but or describe it i mean we had people that know nothing about or could care less about God or, you know, faith or church or anything show up and you could see the tears in their eyes and they just couldn't believe it. And, um, this kind of thing, I think affected everybody. Like you said, like from the people that picked them up to the people that received them to the people that were involved in any way. And, um, you know, I think deep down, like God has designed everybody believer or non-believer with a sense of giving and compassion and to think of others and to help. Um, it sometimes, I guess, takes something like a pandemic to pull that out of them. And um, it was just so cool to, uh, to witness that, um, that people, I don't know, it, they are, it's in them to, 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 I guess, act like the hands and feet of God. It just, sometimes we just live so selfishly that, um, we always just choose ourselves first. And, um, it, I don't know, it was just so cool to see, I don't know, God's will and uh, just a glimpse of what his kingdom might look like, um, through all kinds of different people. And even to, to, I think I might've mentioned this when I did the video for church, but I was, we moved to a circle in St. Catharines and I got to watch my neighbor get one of our plants too. And I saw the look on my neighbor's face and it was like, people were in tears and they just couldn't believe it. And I, I was just thinking like, this is, I don't ever want this to be about me or my idea or my, you know, our greenhouse. I just want this to be, this is all, this is a God thing. Like this is just his, I don't know, his beauty being displayed. Um, I don't know, one flower at a time, I guess. It was it was pretty cool. It, it, it is amazing in those moments when you talk about compassion and generosity and just the, the stuff of God 
that at the end of the day, money can't buy. And, totally. you know, you, you probably never would have launched into an initiative like this unless you were absolutely forced. But now looking mm-hmm. back, I mean, what a what a privilege to be able to share that degree of, of Christ's love with people. It really was remarkable. Um, a, a follow-up question that I'm curious now, we've been into this for some months now. How is the greenhouse operating today? And how have you seen God's faithfulness now over over a months, over months long span? Oh, it's crazy. Like, I mean, we've definitely had our challenges since too with um, even having COVID cases at our greenhouse and navigating those waters um, and public health and following protocol and making sure that we can be as safe as we can within our greenhouse. But man, God's faithfulness has just been crazy over the last number of months in our business that uh, we're actually... We were just we decided me and my brother-in-law on Saturday, so yesterday that uh, that we're going to expand our greenhouse in a month to add another couple acres. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's hard to explain um, how God how good God is and how sometimes when you sit back and look at the last number of months, it sometimes takes that just to be able to you don't notice it in the moment all like because you're in the grind you're in the the day-to-day routine and you don't always notice it but when you sit and you look back and and you you have a conversation with your wife or your your partners or whatever and you look back and like man like god is good like he's so faithful and it makes you makes you want to be more faithful to god and for me including him in every aspect of my life has always been a challenge and um but yeah no he's it's it's crazy. It's been it's been so good. And I mean, greenhouses in general had record sales for Mother's Day because people just wanted plants like they just wanted a garden. They wanted to have color in their house. So everybody just, you know, nobody had enough plants. Um, grocery stores had record sales. And it's so, yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's a it's an ebb and flow of, you know, good years and bad years and everything else. But yeah, for us, I mean even throughout the the hiccups we've had um, over the last number of months, God has just been so good. So we're, we're totally thankful and completely blessed and uh, yeah, looking forward to to the next number of months to put some more uh, greenhouse up. Hmm. I, I I've got sort of two takeaways that I want you to comment on as we wrap things up. The, the, the first has to do with just volatile environments. And I know a lot of us, mm-hmm are still finding ourselves in very unpredictable times. And you've now had six months or so to kind of look at the arc of this and watch God work. What, what would your encouragement be to other people who are finding themselves in volatile environments or unpredictable circumstances? Yeah. You know what? It's never, it's never easy. Um, you can't predict things and things pop up and happen, but I think my encouragement would be is you got to take it day by day. Um, things are going to happen. Um, if you try and look too far ahead, it gets overwhelming. You, you know, worry starts to build up. Um, but yeah, you got to take it day by day. And some days it's hour by hour. Like, um, you know, you can't do this alone too. You can't, you, you, you need to be able to talk to people. Um, you need to have people in your corner you need to um, do life and do this stuff with other people. Like you need, you need a network or a team or a family of people to journey with. It's um, when you go through volatile times and you're doing it on your own, it's, it's, 
it's hard. And that's what I would say day by day um, and have people in your corner and people you can talk to and yeah, just to navigate things. And yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's great. The other one uh, has to do with the power of generosity. Obviously that's part of your story. And I remember early on in COVID uh, doing a, a talk on the Sunday morning in, in response. And I said, listen, you know, there's a lot of us, we're all affected, but there are a lot of us who are only going to be inconvenienced by this from a big picture perspective. And from yeah. that degree of privilege, it's actually up to us to remember that Jesus, what he was about was relinquishing privilege to enhance the underprivileged. And, you know, mm-hmm. COVID can make you kind of go on the defense and sort of look internal and protect what's yours. But yeah you know, you were sort of forced to look at things differently and you saw God work incredibly through the power of generosity. What, what would you say you've learned about all that that could be an encouragement to the rest of us? Um, yeah, I mean, there's something inside of us that changes when we decide to put others before ourselves. I think like that, that generosity that we saw in, um, in Jesus' life when he was on earth, um, it's, it's not our way of life, I guess, right now, when we look at how our Western culture lives. And I think when we, when we choose others before ourselves and we're a lot more selfless, um, then, I don't know, we catch a glimpse of life, what it would look like through living it as Jesus. Um, and like I said earlier, to see that glimpse of what the kingdom of God really looks like, um, Cause yeah, it's so easy to live in our own worlds and just worry about ourselves. And, um, there is something that, uh, just completely changes us when we choose generosity over, um, selfishness. So. And your story has been an inspiration of that and an example to all of us. So listen, thank you so much, Shane, for sharing with us today. Uh, I want to respect your time and more importantly, your family's time while you're on vacation. So get back to the dock and uh, thank <laughs> Michelle for lending you for half. And I really appreciate that. And uh, to the rest of us who are listening in, I hope that we're inspired to lean in, to take life day by day, to trust God and to do it together with others and to open our hearts beyond ourselves to the the difference God might want to make through our lives investing generously in others. Shane, you're a super example of that. Thanks so much for sharing with us today. And thanks to all of you for joining us again. We'll see you next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everyone. Awesome. <laughs>